It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for changemakers, the organizations and positive leaders creating positive change in the world. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. At P-Link Leadership, we have one big goal, to accelerate positive change. It's all based on fusing the sciences of human nature with the discipline of leadership to transform the world at work, or as we call it, accelerating positive change in a big way. And now as your host, Alexis Robin, Chief Experience Officer and Co-Founder of P-Link Leadership, I'm here to bring you 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey of becoming the best version of yourself. It's January 16th, the start of the third week of the new year, and apparently the start of the week where everyone quits their New Year's resolutions. January 19th, now dubbed Quitter's Day, is coming up. This rebranding of the 19th makes me chuckle and appreciate the reverse psychology meant to encourage people to stay the course. If you've listened to any of my shows on setting intentions versus making resolutions, you know there is no quitter's day with intentions. But all that said, let's look at some mindset shifts and practices to support you in continuing to stay committed to your goals and intentions for this year as the so-called quitter's day approaches. This is Alexis Robin, host of The Bright Side, a podcast on life and leadership. Let's start by looking at why people quit. Here are a few common reasons I've heard over my years as a coach. The first one I dubbed the self-canceller. The mindset here is, I don't think I can be successful. And some of the damaging thinking that goes along with it can sound like, I never follow through. Just ask my parents. A lot of these beliefs get seeded in us long ago by a teacher, by a parent, by an early manager that we have. Somebody tells us, you never follow through on anything, and we decide to believe it and accept it as truth. Another reason why people quit, I've dubbed the martyr. My lifestyle changes are a burden on others, maybe the mindset that they're carrying around. And damaging thoughts here might sound like, not drinking at my book club will make my friends feel awkward. Or, eating healthier is just too hard on my family and picky kids. And the last one is the people pleaser. And this mindset might sound like, holding boundaries around my work is selfish. If I start holding boundaries about when I work, that will negatively impact my colleagues or direct reports. You might be thinking, people will think I'm lazy or not a team player. So these are just three examples of the stories we tell ourselves and the mindsets that we hang on to that lead to quitting once we've set goals for ourselves. There are copious other reasons why people convince themselves to quit, but mindset is truly at the base of each of these. So how does one get around these pitfalls and stay committed throughout the year? First thing to do is to really get clear on your why before setting your intentions For example, if I'm successful at getting organized at work, I will create more peace and ease in my life. Or if I'm successful at drinking less, eating healthier foods, sleeping more, I will be healthier and have more vitality at work and home. If I hold boundaries and delegate more, I will create more growth opportunities for my team. Knowing your why will keep you motivated. And that is a really important part of this. We have to know what our motivation is for this change. The second practice that will help you stay committed and avoid this quitter's day time of year is to practice radical self-compassion and encouragement. So you said you'd get organized and your desk is a mess again. Great. 
you have an experience to learn from. Clean it up and reflect on what habits of behavior allowed it to become messy again. Commit to do one thing differently without beating yourself up. This is the behavior of a growth mindset. Remember, you've got 12 months to figure this out, not days or weeks. You don't have to solve some pattern that's been around for 20 years in a matter of weeks, right? This is an opportunity for us to learn and grow each time we fail. And when you set intentions for the end of the year, you have the whole year to fumble along and figure it out. The last idea I have and the last practice for really staying committed as people start to quit their resolutions is to find an accountability system of some sort. This can look like getting an app. I recently decided I was going to do dry-ish January. So some people stop drinking for the whole month of January. I quite enjoy a glass of wine with dinner on the weekends. And so I decided to do dry-ish January where I don't drink during the work week, but then I have a limited number of drinks on the weekend. So I started using this app for dry-ish January and it texts me daily to remind me of my commitment. Another thing you can do is get a buddy. Two plus years ago, I decided I wanted to do core workouts four times a week. And I never, I mean never, have been successful at doing core regularly. Why? Because it sucks to do core. Everybody knows it. Even the instructors who teach it tell me that. But I really wanted to get a stronger core. Living in the mountains, we do a lot of snow shoveling. People throw out their backs all the time, and I didn't want that to be my story. So I paired up with my buddy from work, Rebecca, and we have been successful at doing core four times a week for over two years now. And we both had a few weeks where it went sideways. We were on vacation. Somebody got injured. And we just encourage each other to get right back to it when we can. And we text each other each week when we meet our goals, which is great. Gretchen Rubin, who's an author, she wrote a book called The Four Tendencies. This is a really great read that will help you determine what kind of accountability works for you. You may do better at making promises to yourself than somebody else, but you just want to figure out what works to you in terms of accountability. For me, it helps to have an outside system. Changing your lifestyle and your leadership style and your work habits takes a focused effort, and it doesn't have to happen overnight. So take a page from the mindfulness gurus and welcome your failures and distractions as an opportunity to learn and grow. We've got the next 11 plus months to nail this desired behavior change. Don't quit. Just get up each time you stumble. And before you know it, you'll be rocking your goals. Be a starter, not a quitter. Restart as many times as you need. Just don't quit. This show is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. You can work with us in three ways. Partner with us on leadership development programs for your organization. Bring us in to provide executive coaching to your leaders. Or join the P-Link Leadership community and drive your own development. You can find out more at plinkleadership.com. And there are some links in the description of the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I always appreciate you sharing a little bit of your week with me. And I look forward to having you back on the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and tell a friend. Have a great week.